Established in 1994 and continuing to offer the perfect balance of inspiring hope, unwavering truth, and a touch of goofiness. The Rick and Bubba Show. Six minutes past the hour. Phone calls coming in now. Lines are available. Stretch Armstrong will roll over there and grab those from you. If you want to get in at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Uh, we've got the real Greg Burgess. We've got Helmsy and Eddie Van Adler in their home studios. Adler's got Ruby Jane, his new baby daughter, snuggling up against Daddy, uh, but still there and available for us. And the people all said, sit down, sit down, you uh, Here at the Broadcast Plaza and Teleports, Speedy's here. Stretch Armstrong and uh, yours truly, old number one. From also another home studio, welcome back. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. Hey, Bubba, how you doing, man? Rick, glad to be sharing the pandemic with all of you guys. It was funny because, you know, yesterday I heard uh, uh, people were telling me, other people we were talking about, you know, and it was good that we said this, the the famous, we're all in this together. But actually, no, we're, we're in, we may be in the same storm, but we are in very different boats uh, <laughs> if you're getting a check versus if, you, if you're not. And I heard uh, one pastor describe it as, look, there's a storm out there, but it's one thing to be sitting uh, on a cruise ship looking out the window at the guy in the kayak who's getting hit in the face with the waves and keep telling him to hang on, let's just go a little longer. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> right. He's in a much different storm situation than you are. Y'all in the same storm. Yeah. Uh, but telling him to take a few more waves to the face is a little different than saying we're in here eating uh, you know, inside this room uh, and we're fine, but we're still in the storm. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, phone calls coming in at 866-WE-BE-BIG. We start with Michael in Kentucky. Michael, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Long-time listener. Thank big you. fan. Thank you, buddy. Hey, uh, my comment is, earlier I heard y'all say something about you don't know anybody that works 70 hours a week or 65 hours a week. A, a commercial truck driver does, brothers. Our logs runs up to 65 hours to 70, and then we have to take what they call a 34-hour break at home. That's basically a day and a half of wherever you're at. You take that break. And I'm still right at poverty and under with my family. Been doing this for 20 years. But the economy does need to get started back up. And sure. we have to do it slowly before it gets ravished again. Because you know and I know, guys, common sense, human beings will not stay six foot away from each other when they get quite a few together. That's why there won't be no more, more ball games for this season. Will not be no more football games, little league ball games for kids. And that's just, you know, it's, it sucks, but it's part of surviving. We've got to all do our part, period. Yeah, and, and we have. And, and Bubba, explain yourself. You're not saying uh, that, that that it doesn't exist. What what the what the communists are saying is that people are forced into these working conditions, and uh, and and they don't have any choice. Yeah. Uh, look, let me be clear. Uh, there are people who work a lot of hours a week. Small business owners do that. Uh, a lot of people who are salaried employees do that. But they know that going in. They know what the deal is. And they agree to that, and thus they are compensated for that. She, what the point was, and what the point she was trying to make is that there is somehow slave labor force out there that is being forced to work against their will, taking total abuse of everything, and that, that that's that's not. She's just trying to rally people into uh, some type of uh, Lenin communist type format and that's just not the case and everybody knows that and this nice gentleman that called i have a lot of respect for truck drivers but i'll tell you in any business uh when things uh, things are a little different right now granted but when when we're in a normal if you're working that much and you can't 
survive, you need to change your situation. Um, and, and I mean, maybe try another line of work, do something different, but I mean, you can't just be drug along by the bumper all the time. Sometimes you've got to dig in and make a change and maybe, you know, every situation is different. And I mean, no disrespect to anybody, but I'm trying to say you have the opportunity here in America. That's what we're guaranteed is opportunity, not results to do something different, to change your situation, uh, to go about it a different way. But it's not what AOC was proclaiming that we're all slave labor and we need to revolt against the government so the government can tell us how much we can make. That's that's the whole point. Yeah. And Greg, I see that just the storms, your lights are going on and off. But you were talking about your job. I mean, when the one you had before this one, uh, you know, there, there you certainly sometimes would go a thousand hours uh, over a period of time. Well, and you pick jobs, I mean, weather affected everybody, but there were certain jobs on the daily routine that you were going to make more overtime than others. And, and we would, I, I particularly myself took that job because I wanted to make that. I wanted to work the extra hours because I wanted to make the money, you know, you choose. And, and see, and you, Bob, you get paid extra for overtime hours, right? Yeah. And, and, and look, right. and it, we go back to this, but what, what Bubba, don't miss the point of all this that Bubba's making. What we can't have is what the socialists, which a lot of them, as Bubba correctly identified, are just communists. They just know that's about the that you can get away with saying socialist. One, there was a day you couldn't get away with that, but but right. of course, but, but now you can. Sadly, but what they're not telling you is there's right now in this country you're free. So if you're in a situation that is bad, it, you can change it, as Bubba just said. You can you can get together and say, hey, you need us, and and we're gonna you you know we we need to be paid more because without us you can't make it all in the private sector. What the socialists aren't telling you is when they take over, everybody will be assigned a job. Everybody will be paid uh, a limited uh, uh, salary that you could never get beyond. And they're yeah. going to, and everybody's going to be equally mediocre. And somehow they're trying to tell you that the situation you're in now is worse than being in a socialist slash communist country where the ceiling is set the same for everybody and you never can rise above. You're not allowed to maximize your potential because you're not allowed maximum Liberty. And our country was supposed to be founded on not guarantees, which Bubba said, but maximum opportunity by through maximum Liberty. And then you get to maximize your God given potential. And and when, and and, and when that, and when that goes away, when that goes away, we're, we're done there's never a 100% perfect scenario. Okay. Mm. That, that, I don't think that exists in life. It's just statistically impossible. Not in this fallen but, creation, but, but look at, look at insurance. Okay. Let's just talk about insurance for a minute. Uh, if you have insurance now on whatever you have, you have a choice. You can have state farm, you can have alpha, you can have progressive, you can have Geico. You, I mean, who, there's a hundred of them out there, right? If you don't like the way your insurance company's treating you, what do you do? You go to somebody else, go to somebody else has a better deal. You go to somebody else who has a better policy that's targeted to your needs. Maybe one specializes in car, maybe one specializes in home, whatever, whatever, but you have a choice. You can shop the market. Well, if you follow the socialist government plan, they have one payer, one insurance company, like it, or leave it. That's all you get. You, you, you can't, you can't, you have no choice. Yeah. Sort of the way medical insurance is now, sadly. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. So at least you, you know, you have a choice in a lot of this now and and it may not be perfect. May not, 
not saying it is very rarely is it, but you have a choice. Once you go to the socialist communist scheme, no choice. You take it, you have, and you never, you never can get out of it because they have all the guns. Look, we have gone through, look at this way. If we, the, the two different types of governments, look at what we do for a living. You will look over the 26 years that this show has been in existence. Okay. Now we had to go out there and be, and, and actually work. We can't. We didn't just declare ourselves a value. We had to prove that the show had value. Okay, so you will look through the twenty six years, and Bob, I don't know the exact number. I'm just going to guess. You will find that we're not always with the same company. We 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 gave the rights to our show to about four or five different companies over the last twenty six years. Do you know why it's not the same company from year one to year twenty six? Because other companies offered us a better deal. Other companies said that we'll do more for you. Other company says, we think you're of more value than they do. Here's some things we can give you that the other company is not going to give you, and you negotiate. But what if we were under a socialistic government? Then the Rick and Bubba show would be told where they do their radio show and what company they work for and how much they get paid, and that'd be the end of it. Yeah, and it, w- it wouldn't be near as nice as what we have now. No. I mean, you know, the stu- the, we talk about the uh, broadcast plaza. I mean, that was that was one of the perks. That was. A- I mean, that we, we got a million dollar budget to do what we wanted to do with it, and that's what we did, and and we love it, and it's been great for us. You know why? Because we were able to maximize our potential through maximum liberty, and to and to say we think we can do the job good enough that you would say build your own studio, uh, do this, we'll pay you this, we'll pay you that. You know, under socialism, that didn't happen. No, no, you know, no. That, that 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 doesn't happen. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, that was only one call, so I'm sorry about that. We'll come back and we'll take uh, we'll take the rest of your phone calls. And if you want to get in, you can at eight six six. We be big. So anytime they start all this, we're here for the worker and stand up. You know, for the for the working class. Our world history shows. Be real careful of those people. Yeah, they do away with the middle class real quick. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Twenty-one minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Eight six six. We be big is the number, uh, and we got phone calls standing by. We'll phone troll now, and here we go. Anonymous caller out of Georgia gets us started. Now we do. There's lines. Now we move off just uh, you know phone calls into troll, and I know troll means uh, you've only got thirty seconds, and then the buzzer will nab you unless I look up and uh, happen to see uh, Adler. Well, Adler, what'd you just do? I saw I'm sorry, I, I, I dropped my, my computer mouse here. I'm trying to hold a baby and run the switcher and audio here at the same time. It's, it's, it's sorry. You know what? That's some yeah. multitasking there. I like that, buddy. Look at her. She's all snuggled up in her daddy's jazz. All right, so right. to the phones right. we go. Anonymous in Georgia gets us started with 30 seconds. Lines are available if you want to get in. Anonymous, go ahead. This is Anonymous rapping Romeo for 25 years listening to Rick and Bubba and still going strong. Thank you very much. Brother. Thank you. Check this out. If this this is sad, but you know who the last person I got to hug before they shut this down was? Uh, the last person Bill, you got to hug? You the hugged last man. I hugged was Bubba. I know it. I bet. I bet he's going to be I, sad to hear you've got coronavirus. Huh? I ain't been to hug nobody <laughs> else since. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, listen. We got several restaurants over here in Georgia. We're not opening them up. Oh, uh, I, I thought they're about to open them up, Bubba. I thought you said he's going to he's going to ease them up. Uh, I, I guess they, they, he's, uh, is he saying that they're, they've made the decision. Some have made the decision they're not going to open up. Oh yeah, well, that's on their own. Yeah, I, I think he yeah. said he had restaurant. 
Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Look, I, I don't. You know, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like uh, you know someone saying that you're free to make the choice on what you want to do. That's what that sounds like. Yeah, I knew it was opening up because I saw that Don Juan was having body jam again tonight. <laughs> About that too, <laughs> and I think he's going to get to open. Didn't he? They didn't he say gyms. Gyms are going to get to open. I think Body yeah. Jam's back. He, he's actually opening like some Phase Two businesses yeah. first, and that's what had Trump kind of stirred up because he said they've been closed the longest and need the business the worst. Robert in Op. Robert, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Go ahead, thirty seconds. Yeah, I got several questions on global warming, and I'm wondering if uh, if this downtime changed the carbon enough to extend our twelve year. To the question. end of time date, and well, I also wonder if this is the society they're promoting when they when they want us to sh- reduce carbon credits. And then I want Greg to go outside and see if his sky's any bluer today. If your if his sky's any bluer, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, what what is that about? The sky's any bluer? Yeah, but anyway, well, it, it ain't sure. it ain't blue right now anywhere. I don't mm-hmm. think uh, yeah. all over our state we're getting hammered. Right yeah, now. we'll have to check with you know the the uh, the climatologist Greta. What's her name? Ben Thunberg. Thunberg. I almost said Greta yeah, Van Fleet. Yeah, well, uh, and ask, does does all this because we've been forced not to have as many carbon emissions now. Oh, has, they said it's been great for the planet. You saw they. But has it extended? All this, yeah. But has it? Yeah. Has it extended our <laughs> extinction date? Will we yeah, make it now? Is the sky not falling now? <laughs> and and then, like you said, his other question is: This what they prefer? Yes. The answer to that is yes. Yes, it is. Uh, well, we, the good news is we won't have to hear from them for long. Yeah. Ronald out of Anniston, Alabama. Ronald, thirty seconds. Go ahead. Hey, Rick. Hey, buddy. Have y'all have y'all heard anything about the drones? In Connecticut, that fl- they fly over you. Yes, to check temperatures and all that. Well, I know they said they had drones in some of these, uh, uh, you know, tyrannical government states that they have drones flying around spying on people that they got from China. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> they they've got so them they- now that'll check your temperature, blood pressure, uh, respiratory, all that. <laughs> Yeah, I heard Hannity well, talking I, about that last night. That's yeah, scary. I hadn't heard that, no. No, they they have thermal uh, cameras on them, and thermal cameras can give you uh, some estimate on what the temperature is. I, I think they're uh, exaggerating their abilities. There is no drone out there that I'm aware of, okay, and I may be wrong that can check your blood pressure from 200 foot in the yeah, air. I yeah, just, I just I heard temperature. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, all I heard. Yeah, temperature. I don't like the funny well, thing. I, they got one that checks for a hernia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got one they call the proctocopter. Oh, wow. Yeah. Bubba, I thought that. see what that baby will look at. Bubba, I actually thought that had been invented, and I didn't even have a choice on it without looking. It was just a bird that flew up in my butt. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, the. Uh, but, by the way, the thermal uh, imaging stuff, uh, it, it can give you an estimate on the temperature. I don't think it's as exact as what you would like for it to be. Now, can it spot something putting off heat in a cold environment? Absolutely. They're wonderful for finding people out in the woods and, and all of that. They, they work wonderful. But can it give you the temperature on your forehead from 200 foot exact? No, I don't think it can. Well, the funny thing was when they first started talking about it, I didn't know about these upgrades, but they were just spying on people who were not following, you know, the dictator ruling of of distancing and all that. And they said, what's so funny is here they are claiming that we're not turning into a tyrannical central government. And, of course, they're using drones to spy on people that they got from China. Uh, but anyway, so, so it's, got the, it's got the Chinese logo right there on the side of it. Uh, we continue. Let's go to uh, 
of Birmingham, Bill standing by. Bill, go ahead. Thirty seconds. Hey, Rick and Bob. Hey. Bill didn't last very long, did he? Mm. Mason. Hey, Bill. Mason in the great state of Illinois. Mason, go ahead. Hey, guys. I just want to give y'all a shout out and tell you how much I appreciate all of you. I love your show. My brother got me hooked on y'all about eight years ago. I just really enjoy listening to you laugh and cut up. And then when you talk about anything in the news, you guys actually talk about it, break it down. And I, I pray for y'all daily. I love your, your Christian beliefs and your background and things that you well, I tell you, we're having a rough time. Thank you, buddy. Very kind of you to encourage us. Uh, really, really appreciate uh, that. That drone got him. Mm-hmm. Mike. Well, it, we don't have masters in business, but we did run lemonade stands. That's yeah. right. Uh, Mike uh, out of Alabama. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> wow. I'm online here. I mean, I'm on, on air. You are? Yes. Oh, amazing. Listen, here's my little deal. Okay. Socialism. You guys talk about it a lot, okay? Um, if you hate socialism, I've listened to you and I understand your. A position on it. If you hate socialism, then all the people listening to you that agree with you, they need to tear up their stimulus check. They need to tear up any of these checks the government's giving them. Okay, stick to your guns. That's what socialism is. It's the government helping you out. It's giving you a check. It's giving you- no, I understand what you're saying, but in this particular case, it's it's taxpayer money that they paid that they're giving some getting yeah. some of their own money back. That's the only yeah. difference there. They yeah yeah I, I disagree with his concept on that totally and. Again, you have to look at what we were doing when the government shut everything down. There is some liability there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, they forced us into a place uh, that may be. Now, if you want to talk about that being socialistic, you certainly could. But they for- forced us into a place where people lost income that was, had, they had nothing to do with. Uh, and, uh, and so they, what they're doing is saying you've been paying into these tax programs, uh, and now we're going to give you some of your money for you and your time of need, like we've been taking it from you and giving it to others in their time of need. Yeah, there's a difference in the government forcing you into socialism at the end of a gun barrel and you voluntarily joining up with people in a socialistic type environment. Private insurance is socialist. It's a socialist version, but you do it because you want to do it. Donating to the church, that you do that because you want to do it, you feel like that's commanded of you. Yep. Uh, we'll be back. Bottom of the hour. The draft is tonight. How's the draft going to happen in these times? Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Eight six six. We be big to our number. Relief Factor uh, teaming up with the Rick and Bubba Show. I'm so thankful that I found this product. I really, really am. And uh, I've already had my first dose today. Take it every day. It's all natural for botanicals. And what it does is it, hel- it helps to uh, combat the root causes of inflammation, uh, the body's natural inflammatory response function uh, that causes those aches and pains from exercise, overexertion, aging, everyday living. It's simple with just four basic ingredients. Uh, and uh, we got a great email from Meg, who listens to the program out of Hattiesburg. She said, my right hip had been giving me so much pain that I was losing a lot of sleep, which caused me 
to be very, very grumpy, meaning other people were paying the price. Um, well, the past two weeks, despite all the downtime I've had, I've actually slept through the night without pain waking me up. Wow. Thanks uh, to Relief Factor, I am resting and feeling much better. I was skeptical, and certainly we were too, uh, but now I honestly say that Relief Factor does reduce inflammation, which in turn my pain is reduced considerably. Next up, I guess I need to go ahead and stop putting off getting a my pillow. Uh, so, so yeah, I think you should. Uh, well, maybe you could send us a similar email if you'd simply go to relieffactor.com, get a three-week starter pack, nineteen ninety-five. In that three-week time, you'll know whether it's working for you or not. And then if it does, send us the email, let us know. If it doesn't, then you're out in nineteen ninety-five, and sadly, whatever your situation is, is not tied to inflammation. And Relief Factor can't help you. But uh, over seventy percent of people who try the Quick Start Pack, they order more. Uh, Bubba, a couple things, uh, just some in-house stuff, then we'll get to the draft. I uh, got an email, and look, we're getting a lot of these, and because of the, the situation we found ourselves in and having to cancel the golden ticket seats, and, and a lot of you had plans coming up with birthdays and anniversaries and special stuff, I think I saw the number, was it something like 37 million people never got, didn't get to see their um, their children graduate or finish out seasons or, wow. or things like that. Think, think about that. I'm, I'm starting to see, you know, I forgot how many friends I had that had seniors this year in either college or, or high school and all the different things, but... We certainly can't do them all, uh, but every now and then one will jump out at you. Uh, sometimes, too, there's just such an on, uh, an onslaught of, of email and stuff, we just don't see them. Uh, but Evelyn, and I think this last name, Evelyn, I'm sorry if I have it wrong, is Sabias mm-hmm. uh, and her husband, Siley. Uh, and interesting names there. Uh, they uh, the, the, Her husband listens every single day via our podcast archives because he can't catch all of the show live in, in, uh, when it's live, but he goes back and catches anything he missed. And she says, every time in my house I hear him say something and he starts going, I keep waiting for it, and it always happens, the phrase, you know, I heard that on Rick and Bubba. <laughs> uh, and so so anyway. He's a good man. Yep. Uh, their four-year wedding anniversary is today, uh, and they live in the Fort Payne, Alabama area. And she just says, I just watched my husband love this show so much, and if you could uh, wish him a happy anniversary for me on the show Thursday. Uh, I would appreciate it. We're, we're all going through a lot of stuff uh, during this pandemic, and it would make his day. So, uh, Siley and Evelyn Sabias, one, two, happy anniversary, baby. I got you on my mind. I was about to say, I was waiting how long it would take, Bubba. But anyway, happy anniversary. All right. And, and also, I'm getting a lot of emails about me uh, putting the numbers out from the 2018, 2019, uh, the worst flu season we, we had before now. That you remember this, all the big scares that went for that. I know a lot of you are, are want me to send you some article on that. It, it's not an article. You simply go and see the, the numbers that we've kept for history's sake by Googling what, what were the numbers of people hospitalized, sick, and died from the 2018-2019 flu season, and the CDC has those numbers right there in front of you. So um, uh, if, if some of you I know that may be like me, you may be technically – uh, a struggle, and I'll try to send them to you after the show. It's hard to do it on the phone, but they're they're right there. You just simply Google them, uh, and the CDC keeps records of every flu season. So uh, that and they and they figured uh, a flu season to be about twenty one weeks, and you'll see those numbers because that was the worst one that we had had up to this point, and the economy, of course, was not shut down. Uh, but anyway, you can you can look at those numbers yourself. That's all that you have to do. It's not some article or opinion piece or editorial or or whatever, unless you believe the CDC, you know, is uh, that their numbers are sketchy, which that's possible, but that's our th- those are their numbers. And um, so let's talk about the draft tonight, guys. I mean, so here we go. We're going to have an an NFL draft uh, in 
this pandemic, and it looks like it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit of a, it's going to be an interesting look. And when you when you have got the commissioner in his house, yeah, Greg I'm, said he's going to. He, Greg said he's going to boo from his dining room. Yeah, Greg, you booing him? <clears throat> yeah, you know, not really. I don't have anything against him, but I just like <laughs> it when they boo him during the draft. It's just funny because now it's become the thing to do when he walks out. I mean, they'll boo him every single pick. Yes. Every pick they boo him. So round one is tonight at eight o'clock Eastern. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be on ESPN, NFL Network, and ABC, um, and uh, it, it's going to. Uh, you you can also stream it on watch the ESP, ESPN app and NFL's mobile app. Uh, it was supposed to be in Las Vegas, uh, but it's going to be held remotely. Uh, uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell, as we said, will announce picks from his New York home, and coaches and general managers will also work from their individual residences. Can you imagine? Yep. You know, uh, we've been able to pull this off fairly well with only a few hiccups. Um, Mm -hmm. This is such a bigger deal. And I just, you know, it has all the makings of election night on local TV. Um, I will be tuned in just to see the zoo of it all. I hate it for these players that are being drafted because this this is a it's turned yeah. into a big event. Yeah. And you know, they're there and they get to to walk out. And it, if you've worked your whole life to get to the NFL and, and play there, which I think all of us as kids had that dream, uh what what a night to have. And just like you were talking about people graduating, they're not yep. gonna get to do it. So mm-hmm. but from strictly a viewer standpoint, this has all the makings of a three ring circus with with technical snafus and audio missing and lockups and internet drop. And, you know, there's a storm somewhere in the country all the time. So it ought to be entertaining. What, what time does it start tonight? Eight o'clock Eastern time, seven o'clock central. Yeah. And, and wasn't it just last year that they turned downtown Nashville, um, into just a party Mm -hmm. and you could just see people as far as the camera would go. And and it's just going to feel different. You know, they, you hear the tone, and you know it's time for Roger Goodell to walk out and announce, you know, the number one, whatever, and and that's going to be done from his home now. It's just gonna it's gonna feel so I weird. Saw, I saw a picture, maybe y'all saw it, of John Elway uh, at his home, yeah, or wherever he's at. What's happened ready. to him? It looked like he threw a sheet over a, a, a card table or something and was sitting there with his laptop. So. Um, that, it's just going to be interesting seeing how they do. Are they speedy? Are they going to go to the players once they make the announcement, or how are they going? How are they going to do all? Yeah, that? I, um, I was uh, reading, and we talked a little bit about this, and and the Good Time Game might jump in, but some of the bigger names, yes, they're going to have the streaming set up at their house, and they'll go, you know, to their house, and I'm sure the family will be with them, and there'll be a moment there. As well, well, can you imagine that Zoom screen? It's yeah. going to have a lot of folks on <laughs> it. I, I would think it's very similar to not all the players go to the actual what? draft and sit at the tables that the bigger names do and so what's going to feel weird is that one that thinks he's going in the first round and they keep yeah. showing him at home sitting on the couch and they hadn't called his yeah. name i'll be a nervous wreck when, we always but now rick can they year. can they have a party at their house i mean there's their families with limited to 10 right and yeah so well, i'm thinking i'm thinking i'm thinking family members you know and those that have been you know, really hanging out you know some of them some of them will carry it too far there'll be 40 people piled in there yeah but i mean if your family has been quarantined yeah and you've been quarantined and they come directly to your house you're you're only and, and they've gone fourteen days and they don't have it. You're at no risk. No, 
if they've been quarantined. Yeah. But but you now, know you're still you know really you're six foot. Yeah. You, you know really it's it's obvious it's going to be Joe Burrow the first pick to Cincinnati. But anyway, it would still be funny if Gerdell was announcing the very first pick and he hung up. Yeah, uh, that would. Be <laughs> so the very the, first. Pick. So the, the Bengals also, Greg, you'll be you'll be. But they haven't said yet. But the NFL, because you remember when they let two. Uh, uh, two men kiss on television in front of all of our families. Ooh, they're saying they're trying to find a gay player this year in his home with his significant other, so they can show us that again. <laughs> okay, yeah, but he'll be. They said that we've got the first round and then our gay couple all on Zoom ready uh-huh. to go. Yeah, uh, so they can kiss for everybody to see today. You, uh, you talking about the video locking up? The Bengals have been locked up for a while, haven't they? So yeah, the Bing, they have. the Bengals yeah. go first. We think absolutely Burrows, no doubt, no doubt. I, no, no, that's doubt. pretty, pretty. I think that's, I think that's consensus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, well, who are the Redskins going to pick with the number two pick? Chase, Chase Young. Young. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt. No, no doubt. And that's what it he's gets added. exciting at three though, because well, the about Detroit lines look like they are going. They're ready to play. Yeah, they're, yeah. They'll play with anybody at this point. Right. There's rumors that started yesterday that the Dolphins are looking to trade up to that third pick. Um, and, and I know you you'll be happy, Rick. All the experts are saying it's the year of the big man. Offensive linemen are going to be prevalent in round one well it might it, that might be officially this year mm-hmm. but football that has always been unofficially exactly it, it, yeah it, it better be the year of the big man or you can get all the skilled players you want and, the, and you're gonna be in a bind that's right it is funny how it kind of turns into the year of this or that remember a couple of years ago we had the year of the tight end you know everybody mm-hmm. was yeah it was a big tight end year it used to be running backs but they've uh fallen back a little bit now i think just because of the offenses that mm-hmm. they're running and well, how, and they and they do it by committee. Everybody has about three of them. Right, they just, they just can't last. And they get they yeah, because the defenses now they're so athletic and big and strong. You're 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 running backs. If you don't have three of them, you, like Greg said, you're going to be in a bind. They they get beat up so bad. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, who how about is, back to Chase Young, if you don't mind? Can, all right, so Montez Sweat came from Mississippi State. He's on one end, and then Young on the other. Can you imagine that? Well, I, I want to break down these teams just a little bit further, Rick. Who who do we think Detroit is going to get, and is Tua still looking to be the Dolphins at five? Well, everybody seems to be sticking with this. I'm still trying to get around the fact that I'm looking at number 12, and the name is Las Vegas Raiders. There it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Las, Las Vegas Raiders. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Listening to the Rick and Bubba Show, the two sexiest bad men alive. We're back uh, eight minutes, or now nine minutes, I'm sorry, to the top of the hour. Uh, Rick and Bubba Show, Eric Cargan up with us, top of the hour, Deputy Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Resources, or Services, I should say. Uh, we'll talk to him about uh, the pandemic uh, from the uh, federal government, what they're doing, uh, what he wants to update us on. That'll be coming up top of the hour. Glenn Beck, our guest today. And Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, you'll hear that over the weekend. As you can imagine, Glenn Beck is draw back like a flip and ready to go. So we will be speaking with him. And it looks like we've secured Mark Levin for tomorrow. Yes. Bubba, you're gonna this is gonna own you about Mark Levin. So Speedy, we're all sharp now. You know, we bring everybody everybody on by Zoom. I was even thinking yeah. about that after yesterday, our, our multiple interviews. And I was like, you know, Zoom will be the thing going forward. That's good for Adler and and stretch in their world because we're interviewing someone for the YouTube people. You can actually see them. And I thought, you know, and the whole world's moving to Zoom. I mean, I, I guess that'll be the, the way to go. We don't have to do Skype anymore and this and that. And then all of a sudden, Speedy sends all the Zoom information to Levin, and he gets back, no, I'll be on the phone. <laughs> 
And yeah. uh, just, I, just, just a simple no zoom. I've stopped asking. I, I almost just try to. I try to act like that's just what we do. You know, uh, all guests appear appear. Not gonna be on Zoom via Zoom or whatever. And blah, blah, come blah. on, Mark, be on Zoom, you big dummy. I'm not gonna be on Zoom, you big dummy. <laughs> nope. You know, I, I can. I wish imagine. I could see this to Fauci. I wish I, I could I, ask I, the I question can just to Fauci. That's Mark cheering somebody out who will not get on Zoom. What it would sound like. <laughs> I would. Li- I'd like to say to Fauci. Uh, have you ever looked at the Constitution? If I can just question Fauci, why do they let me question Fauci? And we uh, will ask <laughs> Mark that burning question: Do you have a copy of the original Constitution <laughs> sewed to the back of that flag? That's so good. If I can just ask two questions, and Sean, they're two. Here they are. Number one. <laughs> so, so anyway, I've, I've been working on my Levin. Yeah, that's uh, not bad. So, Bubba, also funny thing Funny's with the draft. Did you see the Love fun- Mark? I do too. And and tomorrow he will just he will shred what we're doing right now. He'll absolutely take it yeah. and oh. shred it. He it's got to scream another night about we can't trillion dollar ourselves out of this. You can't trillion dollar yourself out of this, Fauci. <laughs> we got to open up. We got to open up. <laughs> it's a free country. Y'all are getting that's his voice good. down. That's that pretty good. good. Yeah. Both of you are getting really good at this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the more you get off mic and scream, you got it. Helmsy, I can't imagine right now Patrick Henry rolling in his grave, Sean. Uh, but anyway, so um, – <laughs> So Tom Brady, as we know, has a new home in Tampa Bay, and undoubtedly Gronk is going to join him. So mm-hmm. did you see this story where he went to meet with the Buccaneers' offensive coordinator, uh, Byron Lefwich, and this happened earlier in the month, but we're just now getting the story out, and he entered the wrong home. Now imagine if you're the wrong home and Tom Brady is at your door. Okay? Uh, the, it, it, the person who, who is his neighbor said, it said, we were in our house, he said, I was just sitting here, and I watched this tall guy just walk into my house. He didn't even look at me. He, 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 just, he just dropped his duffel bags down the floor, kind of looked up at me. I'll never forget the look on his face. He goes, oh, wait a minute. I'm in the wrong house. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom Brady didn't, uh, didn't quite get the address right on his new offensive coordinator. And walked or could, it, could this be the sign he's slipping, Rick? I mean, you, you have to look at everything. Bobby, this is my concern about Tom Brady. All right, but anyway, the uh, you know we we had a guy that we had invited to come hunt with us one time at the hunting camp, and uh, I'd give him directions and everything, and he actually came up, uh, went to our neighbor's house, pulled up, went in the garage, opened the garage door, went in and sit down and started having a conversation with him, and he just thought they were other people at our hunting yeah, camp. Sure, sure. And and he sit in there for about fifteen minutes before he finally said, "Where's Bubba?" Right. They didn't know he's. And, and then he realized he was at the wrong That's house. I don't want to. I don't want to call any names and embarrass anybody. But Shane, that sure was fun. Yeah. Well, that, he said that when he looked at when Brady looked at him, he said, "I am so so sorry." He said he grabbed his bags and he just vanished. He said, "I've never seen anybody leave a house faster than that." <laughs> so the the dra- the, dra- the draft tonight. So um, you want to talk to him? Well, the the lines. What what are the lines saying? What what's did they about? grab two of Hams? Are they well, gonna are they gonna good. deal that pick or what? Are the, what? Well, what they're open. Pick? They're open to dealing a pick. If they were to just straight up, hey, we're not gonna deal. We're just gonna pick. I think they're gonna take the uh, Okadu. I think is how you say his name. He's the cornerback out of uh, Ohio State. Real good player. But I think they're probably gonna try to deal. But here's something that I it just hit me. Is it ironic to y'all if if the Dolphins, whether they trade up at three or five and they end up getting to it, is it ironic to y'all that the Dolphins this many years later are having to listen to guidance 
from Nick Saban on a quarterback? Mm. Think about that. Because yeah. yeah. he tried to tell them with Drew Brees many, many years ago, mm-hmm. and they said no. Well, now they're in that same situation with with a medically – I don't know if he's inept or not, but he's got to recover fully before he steps out there to a, they're actually having to listen to Saban again because he's the one that's having to say, Hey guys, I think, and he said nothing but good things about two up until this point, as far as his injury and recovery. Yeah. Well, I think so they're having to make this decision again, based on what Saban is. Saban never leaves the dolphins. And no, he's he still doesn't. coaching in a funny. Kind well, remember of he said he wasn't leaving anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> But but for all all the reports I've seen, Tua has fully recovered. I mean, yeah. he, he's no. got a full uh, pass to go. I think if, the, if there was any concern, it was just the history of injuries, and several of the uh, scouts have brought that up. Um, Can we move the Chargers to a different city? I don't want to have Los Angeles Rams and Los Angeles Chargers. No. Uh, Rick, I, me, I hate when Los Angeles has two teams. Yeah, I, I don't I like. Want, I want to get I want to get to the Chargers, but I have a question. So the Detroit is open. Uh, what is the what's the word on New York? What are they going to do? Uh, either the Simmons kid from the linebacker from uh, uh, Clemson, or they may take that big offensive lineman Tristan Wirfs. Mm-hmm. So we think Tua is pretty solid for the Dolphins. Yeah. Then you have the Chargers at number six, and who is their quarterback? They let Th- that's who they're going to draft. Right? Probably yeah. Justin Herbert from Oregon is who okay. they're probably going to yeah. take. Yeah, and they may actually be the one to go to number three, swap with the lines so that they can get Herbert. And if that's the case, they would uh, Tua would be the third quarterback taken in the draft and not the second. So the the Chargers wouldn't have interest in Tua? That no, their 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 number one quarterback on their list is Justin Herbert. What about and, and then there's number seven pick, Carolina Panthers, uh, Bubba, and to announce their pick is going to be um, Cam Newton. <laughs> no, a, a Marine veteran who lost both legs in an explosion while patrolling in Afghanistan in 2011. But in addition to announcing their pick, he's going to announce the Wheelchair Football League that's sponsored by the NFL and Disabled Sports USA that's going to be starting in the fall. Really? Yes. Well, I didn't well, ever see, think even, I would hear that. Even the Wheelchair Not League either. won't try spring. Yeah, you know, I mean, because I mean, I mean, God's finally spoken on that once and for all, yeah. and I hope we've listened this time. Uh, so, top of the hour, eight six six. We be big is our number. So the NFL draft tonight, and we will have Roger Goodell from his home, and then we'll have uh, people from their homes. John Elway's got a cloth over a table. We don't know what's happening tonight. <laughs> eight o'clock Eastern. Bubba, Rick, and Bubba. Radio's Dream Team, Rick Burgess, Bill Bubba Bussey, Calvin Speedy Wilburn, The Real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Eddie Van Adler. Six minutes past the hour, it is the Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you for being with us. Our number, 866-WE-BE-BIG. We've lost The Real Greg Burgess. Storms have hit his home studio. Uh, That's the problem with the... You know, it's one thing for, you know, you to have a studio in one place. Uh, we're all pretty much in the same boat. But then when you have multiples, uh, we're holding the team together best we can as storms come through our home state. So thank you uh, for joining us for a brand new hour. And welcome back. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. Hey, Bubs. How you doing, buddy? 
Rick, glad to be here and glad to be social separating all together. Bubba, the White House has reached out to the Rick and Bubba Show once again, and uh, we're thankful and, and honored that they would uh, give us access to uh, uh, today Eric Cargan, Deputy Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services. And uh, Eric joins us now. Eric, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. How are you? Thank you. Good morning, sir. Well, we got to, you ain't got a thing going on in your department, probably. Uh, <laughs> if you're if you're the Department of of Health and Human Services, hey, here we go. Um, uh, I I did not realize the how big uh, the uh, the Department of Health and Human Services uh, really is. I guess because when yep. you get when you guys are just clicking along, uh, you know, you kind of go you know unnoticed that we're doing our stuff, but then you get into a pandemic, and suddenly you guys are, are pushed into the spotlight a little bit. So um, let's let's right. let's let's start out. Obviously, we've we've been through, you know, we we went from March first, the the most powerful uh, economy really in the history of our country. That was that was just yeah. on, that was just on March one, uh, and then we have the pandemic, and we have all done what has been asked of us, which uh, I think we didn't really have any choice because there were so many unknowns. We we shut down the entire country. Uh, we went to self quarantines, uh, even the healthy, not just the sick, and distancing, and and we're looking, and we're we're now going. Okay, we've all done our part. Uh, we must now look to the other patient, and that is the economy, and we don't need to let it right. die, just like we don't want our right. citizens to die. Uh, so, talk a little bit about where we are, and 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 kind of what do we do with these phases that we've seen going forward because we, we, we can't just stay like this forever. I think you know that. We know that. Uh, but we also want to do it in a way that minimizes risk. There's always going to be risk, but minimizes risk. So kind of speak to that. Right. So, you know, here at HHS, Health and Human Services, we, you know, we're, we're responsible for the health side of these things, for giving the president the best scientific and health data and advice that we can. But he is not the president of HHS. He's the president of the whole country. Right. And so he has, he, he gets advice on the economy as well. And you've seen that with the opening up America again, sure. Sure. guidelines that he put out because you balance both of these things. And frankly, there are health risks, even of people not having confidence to go into the hospital and get taken care of for other things that aren't dealing with the coronavirus. So for example, you saw beginning of this week, we put out guidelines on uh, elective surgeries, non-emergent care. So people can look at those guidelines and say, you know, I need to get taken care of for other things. For example, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have cancer, heart disease, diabetes, other things that they need to take care of, but they're putting off or delaying because they're worried, in many cases, completely rightly and logically about the coronavirus. Uh, but they're going to need to take care of themselves on other parts of their healthcare, or the healthcare spectrum as well. So we have to look at both of those things. And the mid- middle of it, as you rightly point out, the economy is an important part of everybody's lives. And the president is balancing in a, uh, he has to follow the best judgment and the advice of all the people across the spectrum, us at HHS, but also economic advisors and people who are also telling them about what's going on in the economy. Uh, Mr. Deputy Secretary, this is Bubba. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, t- can you talk to us a little bit about what we've learned about this virus from the beginning? Uh, I know we know more now about what hit California versus what hit the East Coast. 
what other things are we learning about this that's going to change the way we uh, go about this in the future? Well, what we're going to learn, what we're learning more about is exactly how people transmit this virus when they don't have symptoms. I think that's one of the main things that we're going to we're going to get more and more definition on is exactly how this is transmitted. Now you see that occurring, for example, in the changing guidance on the on the masks. You know, they they originally were like, here's what here's what's the best guidance on the masks. But as we learn more about the nature of the virus and the nature of how it's transmitted, those things, they, we, that, that advice adapts because of more information that's learned about how the virus transmits itself. So people, and, and the more we learn about exactly who gets it, who it's dangerous to, that leads to people being able to get advice on exactly how and when to open up the economy, what sectors of it are, are more or less high risk. So you've seen a lot of governors kind of stepping out on this issue, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, Texas, North Dakota, Ohio, stepping out and going, here's the way that we're going to, here's when and how we're going to start opening up the economy and still maintaining a close look as if there are outbreaks, if the disease starts up again, because frankly, the country has done a great job of bringing down those hot spots, bringing down the cases, the hospitalizations, and so on. There's still people, lots of people still suffering and succumbing to this disease. And that has to be a primary focus of those of us in the healthcare sector. But it's also the case that as a country overall, we've done a good job with the social distancing and the policies that were put in place on the president's recommendation. Uh, Mr. Deputy Secretary, let me, let me ask you too, because I know at the press conference yesterday, it was implied to the Surgeon General that the public had been misled about the mask and that, uh, you know, for whatever reason uh, that uh, maybe they were trying to save them for healthcare workers or whatever. But if I understood correctly, and what you're saying is the recommendation on the mask are changing because the data we have is changing and becoming more defined. Uh, is that a fair statement uh, that, that while we're kind of changing the way we're looking at that now? I mean, it, it wasn't some kind of shell game, was it? No. The, the fact is, is that this is a new virus. That's the reason why it's called the novel coronavirus. That's, that's the word we were using. That's the phrase we were using all along here. It's a new virus. So you have to see what the characteristics of this disease are, and you give the best recommendation that you can based on the data that you have at the time. You know, unfortunately, uh, much of the data that we were getting about this in early days from China turned out to be uh, incomplete, uh, and you can see our scientists uh, coming to that conclusion over time is that as we got more data from Europe, from internally in the United States, we had to you know, sort of shift the analysis because now we have better data, more data, uh, and are able to give more and more specific advice on these things uh, than in the early days when we were relying primarily on data from China. Let me ask you this because, and, and I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be fair to you because you made it clear, I'm not going to drift into the economy because you said that's, that's a different group of people, but this also ties to what HHS is trying to figure out too. One of the things that we've talked about because it ties it together is we did deem that hardware stores and grocery stores, liquor stores, and in some areas, libraries or bookstores, you know, and other things essential, you know, garden centers where people, you know, because these, these businesses have been booming. 
So we know that there had to be social distancing. We said, but continue to practice social distancing, which, which we've done. And for what we can tell, there's been some hot spots in other areas, especially the low-risk states. We really haven't seen a rise in cases of the grocery store, the hardware store, the garden centers, the liquor stores, this. So I think what some of the other businesses are now saying, and, and you can just stay over in the health area. I'm not asking you to get in the, econ- the economic area. Couldn't we also open our business and practice these same standards and, and, and also because you said we're never going to get to a point where we are completely risk-free. We don't have that in any flu season. Uh, I, we were doing the numbers from 2018, 2019, and those numbers in 2018, 2019 are quite staggering. Uh, but, but we didn't, but we, but we knew what it was. We, 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 you know, we were, we were getting vaccines going, we could treat it. And I understand the difference. This was unknown. I completely understand that. Yes. Uh, but now that we do have data and we do have some pockets of our society that are operating with social distancing and still doing business, is, is that a positive sign as we go through these phases that if everybody will keep following that, we can open up more businesses strictly from a health standpoint? Yeah, it is. A, it is a positive sign. You look at how people have really adapted to this world in grocery stores, in in drug stores, pharmacies, other areas where these businesses stayed open. You know, the the utilities stayed open, power stayed on, water, sewage, treatment. Uh, lots of sectors of the economy stayed open during this time. One of the things that was needed to be done is that local and state leaders need to have the confidence that they're going to be able to open those businesses without a sharp increase in cases. So that's a determination that's based partially on, is the hospital system and the healthcare system ready? Do you know that you're going to be able to track those cases if they start rising up? What you rightly point out is that we haven't seen a big uptick in cases for people getting them from grocery stores and pharmacies and so on, that they're able to maintain that social distance and not transmit this disease to each other. But we also saw, you know, very early on, you saw people um, in Louisiana, New York, and so on, where people are didn't take this seriously as much as they probably could have at the beginning and sort of went out, did their lives like regular and in bars and restaurants and ended up with outbreaks taking place as a result of that. So from a healthcare point of view, yeah, street retail, we've seen that being able to be open successfully so far as long as people continue to follow some of those guidelines. That's a state and local determination, as you've right. seen mayors, county officials, and governors being able to look at the local situation, saying healthcare system's robust, ready to take on any cases. We got the amount of information we need to see whether people are going to catch this. Then they can proceed with confidence, and public can proceed with confidence yep. to start reopening uh, sector by sector. We're going to come back, uh, and we'll have more with Eric Hargan right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. 23 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. So uh, we're getting an update today from uh, HHS and uh, the Deputy Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services. Eric Hargan is here with us. Uh, we're talking about the pandemic, obviously, and uh, and what the what his um, department is working on. Bubba, you had a question that is also a question on everybody's mind about where we are. Yeah, Deputy, Deputy Secretary Hargan, uh, vaccine, I mean, that's, 
that's really where this ends uh, is when we have a working vaccine. And that is a process. I mean, some people, uh, I think they think you can run over to the 3D printer and knock one out. It's a little more complicated than that. We had a story earlier this week that there was as many as 105 being tested around the world, maybe 75 here in our country. Can you give us an update on that and uh, time frame that, that, that maybe we will have some preliminary results to go, hey, this one seems to be working? Yeah, and we just got word you've only got about one minute left and you've got to go from the White House. So, so just quickly do that and then we'll let you go. Sure. So we moved uh, very quickly. Actually, as Dr. Fauci says, it's the quickest uh, we've it's moved in the history of vaccinology. As I say, there's your 10 cent word yeah. uh, for it from getting the viral sequence in early January to getting an actual vaccine being tested in a human that's ever happened. So we've got multiple vaccine candidates now in clinical trials. So that the issue with that is that you have to have lots of tests on this. The history of vaccines is you've got to have a test. You've got to have a vaccine that is safe for people to use and to get it into people's bodies and widely 350 million Americans to get a vaccine. That's the, that's the ultimate goal. Obviously is every American gets vaccinated against this. That means you've got to have very safe vaccine that you do not have a lot of side effects from that vaccine. Uh, and so they work to make sure that those vaccines are very safe, that they've not a lot of side effects and it takes time for it to be manufactured. When you're talking about having, you know, uh, a vaccine that it's, again, it's going to be hundreds of millions of people getting it to be able to be able to get the manufacturing capacity up so that those are able to be produced and there are hundreds of millions. That takes uh, time for our scientists to get comfortable with it, the FDA to get comfortable with it, um, and, uh, and to get it manufactured. So from beginning to end, that process is usually uh, a year or so, sometimes a little bit more, depending on whether the candidates work out. Remember, drug process, making a new drug, most of them don't work ultimately. We're hopeful, very hopeful, that the vaccine candidates we have are already good to go. But uh, sometimes people have a good idea about a vaccine. It doesn't work out. So we have multiple uh, candidates in the pipeline to see if one doesn't work. The other one hopefully will. Uh, but that process, that's why people sort of say it's about a year from beginning to end. So we start in early January, uh, but we're also working on therapeutics, dozens of therapeutics. So if you get the disease, Hopefully we can we can help you cure it or mitigate it. Uh, that's another alternative. And then, of course, we've been doing a great job on the social distancing and preventing the spread from being as widespread so you never get it in the first place. So you got to do all of those things. Uh, testing, you got to get continue to do the social distancing and basic hygiene, as well as us working towards the vaccine and the therapeutics. Uh, so um, we got multiple fronts that we're going to proceed on here. But, yes, the vaccine normally takes time. Uh, because it has to be safe. Yeah, yeah. You you don't want to create a bigger problem on a shoot ready aim on a vaccine. Uh, yes, you got it. All right, thanks. I appreciate it, Eric, and I appreciate you taking time to be with us. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Right, Thank you, sir. Be safe. Be healthy. We will, brother. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so that the White House text Speedy in the middle of that going, why are y'all having him on for a second segment? Well, we didn't know. We asked him. I mean, we we <laughs> he was only we, we didn't get you know. And I honestly, y'all may think I'm. Uh, I mean, I I really did want to ask him two things and we didn't have time i wanted to go hydroxy you know yeah, i wanted to hear about that and uh, address the pet thing we keep yeah. hearing about. and you know what else i want to ask i'm still a little gray on why liquor stores are essential uh <laughs> i mean because because i thought when people have alcohol problems 
the one thing we were trying to do is to to get them in rehab and to get them off alcohol. And one of the reasons I saw was that alcoholics can't make it without alcohol. And I kind of thought, so we've deemed the thing that's killing them. I think that was a stupid answer. Yeah, I did too. But yeah, but I'm still a little gray. How how did that get make the essential? Uh, And I I really was going to ask, what was the thinking on that? You know. Well, you know, speaking for Baptists everywhere, clearly you can make hand sanitizer out of it. Sure. But sure. Uh, yeah. I, I think really if you if you just get down to the nuts and bolts of it, uh, most states, it is a state-run business. Exactly. And that is one of the very few streams of income they have right now. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it, it's because there's a lot of tax revenue tied to it. Yeah. And uh, I think yeah. and employees that were going to be paid anyway. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I see that. And, I, and you're right, that, that that really probably makes more sense than any of the other things you heard of. And then he mentioned early on uh, about, you know, now if, if we're not careful, we're going to have indirect health death, deaths over COVID-19, over people that have other problems, but they won't go to the doctor now because they're afraid yeah, to go speaking there. Of, uh, yeah. speaking, speaking of other problems, speaking of other problems, if someone is an alcoholic and they do not get their alcohol, they can die from not having alcohol. So maybe that that uh, weighed into that a little bit, just that decision. Yeah, I'm going to go with the state revenue probably above that. But, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, because what we could have done. That kind of follows the drug addict thing that we need to be passing out needles to. So, right. Yeah, so, oh. but I understand what you're saying. There's a lot of truth to that. It's very dangerous. But th- there's a process of us trying to get people off alcohol. You've never really heard the alcoholic who's getting treatment being told the liquor stores are open for you don't come to the doctor but just go drink until we can get back to you uh so but i mean you know it's uh, i think it's probably about tax revenue above all else that one probably is the most consistent uh we'll be back more of the rick and bubba show coming up uh, right after this rick and bubba rick and bubba Thirty-five minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you for being with us. And uh, I know a lot of you are out there. You want your business to get started. Uh, you're, you're ready to be released. You're, you're trying to put things back together. Uh, we we definitely want to do everything to get this economy to rebound as, as safely as we can. But Bubba, one of the things you need to be thinking about right now is putting together a marketing plan. And we certainly can join forces with you and your business or your product or your company, and we, we can certainly help with that. Uh, you can go ahead and start putting together a plan now. You know, Obviously, we can help you get in touch with any of our local sales forces out there in the various markets, uh, or if you would like to do something on, on a national level, which would give you access to all the different national platforms that we have and, and do a, a partnership with us nationally. Uh, all those things can be done, and they can be played out. And like you said, Bubba, there's going to be some opportunity here on the other side of this and people should be, you know, you know, just just like we said, the reason why the oil prices and what's going on with the oil uh, industry is there. There's not a lot of demand, but what you're going to have here in just a little bit is a lot of demand uh, for products that people have not been able to access for restaurants where people weren't able to eat. Um, and uh, and if you're you know in a business right now that said, "Look, I'm holding right now because I can't market because I'm not open," uh, or maybe you are open and you need to market. 
uh, to let people know that you are, uh, we can help you with that. So if you go to the contact button at rickandbubba.com, you can find information about that. And if you cannot find uh, the person you want to talk to, then email us and we'll point you in the right direction. All right. So, the, the, yeah, yeah, Rick, I think that's a key point. Uh, you know, normal is out there and it's coming. <clears throat> and I'm using that in general terms. I know, you what, know you what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and you got to be ready for it. So, now is the time to make that plan and be getting ready because it, uh, you know, we're a week away from what is going to be a restart on some level and we'll wade into it over a week or two. But um, I think if you, you know, you got to have your plan ready. And uh, let's be honest, uh, I don't think anybody alive has had to restart a business from a pandemic shutdown that I'm aware of, right? I mean, yep. it doesn't exist. So we're writing the book on that. And uh, you need some pros that can help you out with that. And uh, we we have some great sales teams that work with the show here. Yep. And they're going to be more than willing to help people get ready to restart this and, and get your door open. And there's going to be a lot of money floating around out there and you need to get your share of it. Well, and sometimes there can be exclusivity. There can be, you know, there's only so much, um, there's also going to be, you know, inventory, how much inventory is available. So what you don't want to do is delay and then, you know, your competition or, uh, the inventory is gone. You go, I think I'm going to move now. And then we're like, well, you know, you, everybody, it, it, there's nothing there now. So, so make your moves, be thinking about your game plan. And if you need a marketing plan, we can certainly help you with that, uh, to get ready to go. So we lost, uh, the real Greg Burgess on his, uh, zoom today mm-hmm. because apparently these storms that are coming through our state now, uh, took him out uh, as far as his ability to be on the show other than by phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, think we've lost Hams too, didn't we? Yeah, I, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. And, and and this is an interesting deal here because of, of Greg's history working with the power company. And, you know, <laughs> it, it one, at one time he was the you know pole climbing, hey, or here I go, I'm getting your power back Hard on. Working, and then he climbing. kind of became the guy that went out to break down the problem and go, okay, here's the He's issue. Yeah. yeah, and then he would call it in, and then they would know what crews to bring or whatever. And his wife, Lisa, gets frustrated with him when this happens because he likes to get out and ride around to figure out what's wrong. And and that frustrates her because she didn't want him want him getting out in the storm. No, and and a lot of times it's already passed, but he's out looking around trying to figure out what the culprit is here. Why why are we out? You know. Yeah. Well, he, he that's him in his industry, and certainly that plays the biggest role. But he also is a chip off the old block. I can remember my dad was, and still, if he's allowed to, still is. He is the guy standing on the porch looking at the horizon, trying to see the storm. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean that that is that is. Bill. It was a storm spotter oh, from way back. That's right? Bill Burgess. <laughs> we would all be we'd be all in the hall, and Mom be holding us. Where's Daddy? Oh, he's he's on the porch trying to find the storm. <laughs> yeah, I'm that way too. I can't help. <laughs> sure, it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Betty gets aggravated at me, but I, I tell her and the kids to put your helmet on, get in the safe room. But hold the door open because if I see one close, I'm gonna run and dive in at the last minute, and you slam the door. <laughs> well, you know, and you've heard the legend of my dad. The reason why we didn't mind it is there's rumor that there were storms at one time were coming. They it saw him and went the other way. <laughs> okay. you know, so so Greg is probably trying to figure out the problem. Right. So we got to call him. Yeah, and, I want, and maybe he could be frustrated, which would even add to it. Yeah. So all right. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll try to find him because he's by phone now. Do you think he's already out there looking around, Bubba, trying to see if oh, yeah. there's a tree him down? Buddy's out there. Yeah. They're out there bouncing around in the sure. mud already. Yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt about it. Let's see if we can get him here. Hang on. Hello. 
I, I hear I hear the sound of your truck. You're out, aren't you? Yeah, I done found it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not going to be a bit, unless there's something else. I found one thing, and, it, and it's uh, they just got to come out here. They can get a long stick, flip that top of that tree out of it. So we 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 we've heard that that Lisa, your wife, hates when you. Oh st- yeah. All right. So you, you, but you got to get out there. You're a troublemaker. Well, I want, well, here's the deal. You just want to see how bad it is. So you kind of know how long it's going to take. The only problem is I don't know how, you know, out it's how spread out they are, but if they'll get somebody out here, this ain't going to take no time. <laughs> Listen, you yeah, can hear me. Get somebody out there. Greg, is the storm gone or are you dodging limbs? <laughs> no, it's gone. It's gone. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I got to get out and look. Cause that, you know, if you, let's say I'm driving up and there's a pole lane in the middle of the road. I go home and go, Hey, it's going to be a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Wait a minute. We, 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 you switching cell tires there in PV? We didn't hear that <laughs> last part. Uh oh. Say it again. Get on Mark Green Road, one of the hills over there. Right. I, do you think there's part of him that wants to call his buddies and let him know? Of hey, course. here's what's going on. Absolutely. That's that's yeah. ingrained in him. I don't yeah. ever go away. Yeah. We I don't care how many radio well, shows. See, you he. Do. I don't think he's in the area where his buddies work. Yeah. I think he's in a different area. But you know, Bub. I mean, you you know, like you've often said, you're you're you know a big time radio co-host now. But you mm-hmm. know that that engineer's not dead. You know what I mean? That, you engineer by trade. And yeah. You, and, yeah. It comes out every now and then. Yeah. I hate it, but it it tries to flare up. Yeah. Greg's a, Greg's a troubling by trade. He, he, right. he's got to know, you know, so he's looking for those breakers knocked out, Greg. Uh, we can't, his, his sales. Hey. hey, yeah. Your sales. Not so good. You were great to begin yeah, with. I'm out, here, I'm out here in the Valley. Well, yeah, yeah. You're out there troubling. Hey, I, I, I got to find the trouble. Hey, how about this? I found it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, if in the way it was doing, when it went out, that makes sense. Cause it wasn't like just a uh, instantaneous gone. Yeah. <laughs> Flicker, flicker, flicker. There was something trying to go to ground, but it wasn't real good connection. It finally did. Uh-huh. Can you hear his tone, Bubba? The uh, excitement. Yeah. Can, oh, yeah. it, can you He's feel? reporting in. He might as well be on the two way. Right <laughs> can you? I can oh, hear. Oh, listen. Yeah, but but you're right, Bubba. This is Cherokee Electric. None of my buddies work there. No, yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah so so there. what's your plan from here? A little, little different. Plan I just there. wait it out. Greg, just wait it out, and knowing if they'll just get somebody out here, it won't take them long. Greg, what do you think? Do you have? Well, don't do you, don't worry, Greg. Our hunting camp, the power's only been off since Saturday, so you're good all right. night. Oh, good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs> How's that even oh, possible? My God. <laughs> are you sure they? Are you sure they know your powers out? Yeah, there? do they, yeah, know? they know? Do they know? <laughs> nice hair. Do they know? <laughs> uh, Greg, <laughs> Greg, when you call to report the power outage, now do you just call and say, "Hey, we're, we're out," or you hit your, or do you try to go into, "Hey, look, I know what's wrong." Oh, I'm gonna call them back in a minute and tell them. So I used to love it when customers would call in on me because it made my job easier. Instead of me riding a line out, they'd give me an address close to oh. it where there's a tree in it. Okay, you hear him talking the language. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. I got. Have you, have makes you made some buddies with the the other power company that covers your area? Yeah, you can freely co-op. talk to a co-op now. You're free now. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I just I, I got one guy that I know, but I don't know where he's at. But yeah, yeah. you're gonna ride around see if you see anybody. Yeah. Uh-huh. I am. Oh, definitely. If I see him, I'll take him right to it. Have you, have you got a poll number down? You're, I mean, you ready to give him all the info? 
Yeah, they did. I was looking for something close to it. There's a set of boosters, but they I, evidently they don't number there, so I don't know. Oh, here you go. Down, talking down, down just a little shot there. <laughs> talking down a little, little, little shot over the co-op <laughs> there. Right there. there. And, and don't there forget, he's, he's driving around a big red truck. Too. Oh, yeah, he is. He got, he, oh, it's Earnhardt Jr. Right oh, there. Earnhardt <laughs> With 88 on the back. Earnhardt. Don't forget. Uh, go, 88. <laughs> I was looking at the radar when it came. We were almost out of it when it, when this happened. So yeah. mm. I don't know. That well, you, well, you got you it know, solved now. If you just just mount it uh, it hadn't had much use the last few weeks. That thing, I mean, the, no, it hadn't. It may be leaking oil by now or You're something. Right. You know, yeah. it's, it's right. used to running hard Silverado every day. Mall, Dale Junior Silverado has it's basically been sitting in the driveway. Go eighty eight. You know? <laughs> hey, let let me ask you this, Greg. Uh, did Lisa do her face when you got up and said, "I got to get in and figure out what's going on"? <laughs> Oh yeah, she's like, why don't you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to. I feel helpless. Well, it gives me a state of mind to go. Well, okay. Now, like I say, if you woke up and there's wire on the ground and poles laying everywhere, you might as well just know it ain't gonna come on anytime. But this is encouraging. If we can just get somebody out here. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody from Cherokee Co-op just get out there. It's just things solved five well, ten minutes. I understand. They got some widespread damage north of us, so you know. Yeah, but, but but I think this here does have a lot of numbers out, and that helps. Yeah, mm-hmm. Greg, you want to see that white place. truck with that headdress on the door, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amen. Ah, 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 ah. Greg, is do you have any tools laying around? You can move that tree off of it, <laughs> Rick? Don't say that. Uh, listen, if I if I had a long stick, I could. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Here comes somebody, here comes somebody to talk to me. Right, oh, right, 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 Greg, here we'll, comes. Let's see, you, buddy. Be the man. There you yeah. go. <laughs> there you go. We were all over. That. I had a long stick. I can get that. <laughs> I mean, if I had one. See, see, for, see, right now he doesn't know the Rick and Bubba show. He's not on any radio show. Uh-oh. He's back in his element. Yeah. Yep. He oh, reverted yeah. back to hardworking pole climbing. Right. Greg. Now his hands are real soft. Don't have as many calluses, but I mean, he's right. still. Right. We'll take your phone calls when we come back. More Rick and Bubba next. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Here we go. Nine minutes to the top of the hour. Phone troll. And we go. A long distance, directly assistance, every quote two on two. So we've got uh, the real Greg Burgess has uh, lost power at his house. Uh, Helmsy's back, looks like. He had a, a power situation. We lost him in the meeting, or the meeting kicked him out. It wasn't a power situation. I don't know what happened. Uh, but uh, we, we've got him back in. Uh, so, And, of course, as y'all know, Greg's on the job. So he's got that handled. He's got it just like he liked it. Uh, and uh, and I, I sent him a reassuring text. So, That's all right, so let's, uh, let's start uh, with Alicia in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, we'll go 30 seconds a pop. At the end of 30 seconds, the buzzer will sound. Your time on the program comes to a close. We'll get to the next caller. Uh, Alicia, welcome to Rick and Bubba. 30 seconds. Go right ahead. How are you? Good morning, guys. Monkey grass hey. and green acres. Thank you very much. <laughs> Go ahead. Glad you're getting to work. I was. Thank you. Um, I was calling, listening on the way to work this morning, and y'all were talking about uh, the alcohol stores, the liquor stores being essential. They are essential because if someone goes through alcohol withdrawals, they can have seizures, heart attacks. It is dangerous for them. Um, if they're on the floor, as an RN, they're going to be a one-on-one. They're going to be on to limit. Okay, so that that there's some there's some real issues with that. Yeah. So I uh, appreciate that. I'd heard that, and I uh, appreciate you sharing that. Ken in Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, Ken, thirty seconds. Go ahead. 
Hey, they were talking this morning about things they were scared of when they were younger. Yeah. Yes. I was definitely scared of midgets. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? I've actually there's been a number of people I've talked to. No, they had they said that they're they had, and I think it's kind of bizarre and strange, but that little people will scare them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a true deal. I mean, it's, it's out there. Guys, look, there's all kinds of phobias of every kind, and mm-hmm. you know we can't be afraid to discuss them. Uh, some and, and a lot of them are just they don't make any sense. Uh, right, <laughs> right, Hems. The uh, so the uh, so <laughs> Hems, did you? So you hadn't you have no power problem at your house at all. That was just a no. I don't a, know just, what happened. I thought something had happened with Bubba because it, the message that I got was different. It was talking about yeah. the host has lost connection and uh, try to join the meeting again. It was strange, and everything else was working. My mm-hmm. TVs were streaming. I was. Uh, uplo- I was actually in the middle of uploading uh, the seven o'clock hour, and it was going fine. And mm-hmm. I don't know; it was strange. Bubba, take a note about that about tonight's draft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all, no, we got, we're gonna have problems. <laughs> it is going to be. It is going to be everything you hope for and more. I mm-hmm. promise you. Let's go to Chris in the great state of Alabama. Thirty seconds, Chris. Go ahead. Hey, I was just wondering if y'all seen the the commercial that Trump made about Nancy Pelosi. Well, there, I don't know. There's so many things Trump is. It, <laughs> but, it, was, uh, it was with the, the chocolate and uh, and everything. With the chocolate and everything. You talking, I about, I, you talking about ice cream? You talking about ice cream? Yeah, the ice cream and the chocolate. She, he, he made a new video yesterday. Hmm. Okay, well, I can't wait to see it. But, I, you know, I missed all this, undoubtedly, and, you, and I think Speedy told me about it pre-show today. Uh, I guess MSNBC or somebody had Nancy Pelosi touring her house while she was in the pandemic. And she came to her refrigerator, and it was full of all just cartons of ice cream and oh, all that. Yeah. Oh, is that yeah. is that what all this is coming from? I well, it was I it was designer yeah. ice cream too. It was some really designer ice cream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't your run of the mill stuff. Yeah. Because look, let's not be judgmental of that. No, <laughs> I was about to say. I also nearly made a comment about liquor stores being open. I said, well, that explains why grocery stores are open too. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people can't go through the DTs of of of, of, of being addicted to cookies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bubba, but we got them to you, so you're fine now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All is well. Donnie, all you know what? Girl Scout cookies deemed essential. Uh, Donnie, Harpersville, Alabama. Donnie, go ahead. 30 seconds. Rick and Bubba, good morning. Uh-oh. Goodbye. Do you remember the guy that done the on-the-scene news reporting? What? Whatever happened to him? Oh. It was hilarious. Oh yeah, About Roger Lewis. Roger Lewis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah he, Roger Lewis. Yes, well, it was a it was a terrible thing. He Boy. was reporting on a on a peace walk and got hit by a bus. Yeah, <laughs> 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 let's let's go to. I'm joking. Joking. No, the, it's really no more complicated than the guy that did Roger Lewis doesn't do it anymore. It's really, it's really <laughs> got another job. It's really that's really it. It's like uh, a real job. Right. John in North Carolina. John, go ahead. How you doing, buddy? Good to talk with you again. One thing that people don't know about this virus is it's very intelligent. This is an RNA virus coming from an animal that went to a human. So it's going to do everything it can, everything possible to survive. And what will happen is it will mutate. And when it mutates, it may be worse than what it is now or maybe a little bit less than what we're having at this particular time. But when an RNA jumps from one animal to the next... Yeah, but but in all fairness, we we deal with that and and staph infections they mutate, they change. That's why you have to keep having adapting antibiotics every time it changes and it mutates. Uh, I mean this this happens. Cancers mutate. Uh, this is. I mean we deal with this all the time with things that are yeah. deadly. 
Uh, you, yeah, RNA you, protein, uh, I mean, by nature, they, they always mutate. So, you know, 50, 50, it could get worse, could get better. Or it could, uh, be really no change for us. So we'll, we'll have to see, but I mean, that's going to happen. Like you said, Rick, you, you can't do anything about that. So Peretti, wasn't that his name ever present? Frank, Frank, Peretti? Frank Peretti. If you remember when he did the, the book that was, um, the follow-up to that, or it was years later and we had him on the air. And it was the one about the mutation of this creature. I can't remember what the name of it was. Monster, maybe? Something like that? Yeah. I don't yeah. remember. But he was trying to make the point against evolution because he said, if you look what evolution declares, evolution's declaring that we're mutating, and every time we mutate, it gets better. He goes, right. but if you look at the real data, nothing ever mutates to the better. It, it mutates to the bad. Uh, so uh, it, it kind of he was taking a shot at evolution, saying we have no history a monster, yeah, that was the name of it. We have no history of things mutating and becoming better. They mutate and they become worse. More monsters. Yeah, that's, more, uh, more, that's one of our laws of thermodynamics, right? right I yeah. forgot if it's second or third that, uh, you know, when, when you have chaos, it doesn't organize itself to a higher intelligence. It goes right. the other way. Yeah. And he took that on in his book. And by the way, if you never read it, it's a great book. Uh, I'm, gosh, it's been so long ago. Because you know why I know how long ago it was? I finished reading it in Disney World with young Broderick, and I bet he, he, I bet he was like five years old or, or something like that. That's because he fell asleep in the hotel room, and I still remember sitting there finishing that book before I went to sleep and seeing his little blonde self over there asleeping in the bed. So that's, that's, that's been a while. Uh, but, um, but, but I really they grow up so fast, Rick. They grow up so fast. They do. Keep an eye on little Ruby. <laughs> That's right. You'll be dating yeah. before you know it, Adam. Yeah. Guys hey, just like you. Hey, oh, yeah. Guys just like you. Hey, yep. Hey, <laughs> hey, yep. Hey. You'll go from being the center of the universe to meet the new guy. Oh, wow. Top of the hour. More Rick and Bubba. Lord willing, right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. The views and opinions expressed by the show are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this radio station, but they should be. Six minutes past the hour from the Rick and Bubba Broadcast Plaza and Teleport. Old number one here with Speedy and Stretch Armstrong, the rest of Team Rick and Bubba, and various home studios stretched out all across uh, our home state, uh, having some weather in the state, too, so making the technology at times uh, a little troublesome, but we're getting it done. Uh, we're working through that. Uh, also want to remind you some things you need to know. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, comes uh, uh, this weekend, and our guest uh, will be Glenn Beck. We'll be interviewing him today. We'll interview him about his new book and, and get his commentary on the state of our country and the state of the world, and that'll be available to you coming up this weekend. Also, uh, for those of you across the country uh, that have been experiencing all these different services with your churches and meetings and all this uh, virtually. My goodness, we're going to have the NFL draft that way tonight. Uh, we've been, you know, we've developed uh, for four years this uh, men's discipleship strategy. Uh, it was developed at my home church there in Shades Mountain, uh, Shades Mountain in Birmingham, Alabama, Shades Mountain Baptist. And uh, we, we have these men's services that happen every quarter. It's part of the strategy. And, and now we put that out nationally on themanchurch.com. But uh, our, our, our scheduled man church for my home church is coming up this Sunday night. Well, obviously, we're not allowed to, to gather. And so what we're going to do is put together a virtual man church. Jason Cook uh, is the preaching pastor at Fellowship Memphis 
great uh, speaker, and he'll uh, have our message. Michael Adler, Eddie Van Adler's dad, and Riggs Taylor, another one of uh, the men there at our church, will provide some praise and worship. I'll have some announcements, and we'll be offering up some various Bible studies that you can plug into at the end of that. So if you want to watch that live wherever you get the Rick and Bubba show, you certainly can. Sunday night, 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Eastern, and that's at shades.org slash live, shades.org slash live. And all the Bible studies that we'll be offering, uh, you can do them virtually from anywhere. So you can plug into those if you'd like. Uh, I'll be leading one. Helmsy will be leading one and a a couple other guys leading some as well. All right, so uh, as we come back this hour – Bubba, I think we got you guys back up and running. We had to do a little I reset. I think we're good, Rick. There we go. I think and that's all right. I mean, considering what we've been through, one reset's not so bad. Uh, and, and it works. So uh, we, we have the, a caller last hour that was asking us if we had seen the Donald Trump video. Oh, Trump. I'm very proud of myself. You can't always get what you want incredible really amazing don't be stupid but if you try some <laughs> you might find deal or no deal i don't wear it too plain it's my hair about trump so we know uh, it was mentioned uh, the the help that the government uh, is trying to get to small businesses and to people who have uh, lost their jobs or lost their businesses and the key is here and Bubba, I, I, I want everyone to listen. You keep trying to drive this point home. You don't need to miss this. A lot of these people out of work right now in businesses that are closed and may or may not open, this happened to them, and they had nothing to do with it. Right. Uh, it's not like they didn't do well, plan their business plan well. It's not like they're being lazy and they don't want to work. Their federal government said, we've got a pandemic and people are going to die and we have to do something extreme, we are going over to the light switch of your livelihood, and we're turning it off for you. You have no choice. And uh, so because of that, the government is trying to say these people have been paying taxes for a long time. Our small businesses, uh, they are the heartbeat of America. Let's try to give them a little help. And it's tax dollars they've paid anyway. Uh, They've been providing programs for a lot of people. Why don't we provide some programs for them to see if they can survive till they can get back on their feet? Well, we know the Democrats, uh, as we refer to it here on the program, have been looting the taxpayer by saying, we got everybody down, and if y'all want this help for these people, we got to have this for our little pet projects as well, which is just like looters do when people are not at their businesses and they break in and steal. Uh, So they're using this to grab more power and to get some of their pet projects financed. And people are rightly so. A lot of people are very angry with that. Well, if you're doing that, you know, it's one thing to be all for people getting help, and then you're just having some fun showing your house, as we've said, and it is true, and, and I would include myself in this, is that we're all in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. I haven't missed a check. I have food. My refrigerator's stocked. Uh, I, my, my, uh, my inconvenience in this has been minor compared to, to other people. So I, I'm in the same storm with you, but I, you know, we're in different boats. And that's fine because some people are still getting to work, still getting checks, and some people aren't. But if you're in the I'm getting a check and some people aren't and you're blocking the help for those that aren't getting a check, you probably don't want to do what Nancy Pelosi did, giving a tour of her refrigerator and her chocolates and her ice cream uh, while people are struggling and can't. It it really does, and they're using this Nancy Antoinette. Uh, It goes back to the let them eat cake, 
And Donald Trump has not missed an opportunity here, Bubba, with the edits of people struggling while she is talking about her love for ice cream and how much ice cream and chocolate that she has. And it is, it, it is, um, it, it, you could say it's an unfair edit, but it's a dandy. Yeah. Uh, so, so here it is. Uh, and, and her video that she's at in front of the freezer looking at the ice cream and stuff, it was on the Late Late Show with James Corden that she was being interviewed with yeah. that webcam. Yeah, and all, the, all that. And there's nothing in there she didn't say. But when you edit it with people who are like saying, we're out of food, I don't know when I'm going to work again, and then they put the comments she's making compared to the comments they're making. It is a, yeah. it, it, buddy. I mean, it, it is a rough one, right? So, uh, so, so here it is. Uh, and of course, Trump's got this out on his Twitter. Uh, Skype out there. Absolutely. All right. So here it is. Let's, let's a billion walk. dollar fund to help small businesses and its workers get through the shutdown. It will be up to Congress to restock it. But Democrats blocking that move this morning. They asked for a quarter of a trillion dollars in forty-eight hours. I said, well, I don't, I don't think so. They objected, and I. Congratulate the Senate Democrats. Speaker Pelosi, what are you going to share with us from your home? Chocolate candy. Thousands have been forced to wait for hours at food banks all across the country. This is oh my chocolate, and then we have some other chocolate here. We just got it restocked the ice cream. You don't want to eat up everything all at one time. I can't do it much longer. I'm trying so hard. We were, can we say, enjoying. Having to admit that, yeah, we we're starving and I like it better than anything else. Taping this segment, there are 22 million people out. This work. specific program is about <laughs> stopping job losses today. This is hurting people bad. Other people in our family go for some other flavors, but right now it's survival move. You don't know where that next something else is going to come from. I don't know what I would have done if ice cream were not invented. I just wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Let them eat ice cream. Nancy Antoinette is the final uh, thing on the board. So, yeah, it, it's you have to kind of, you know, when, and, you know, now remember, they're the, always the first ones to say that the people in this country of wealth, you remember the George W. Bush thing where he'd never seen a scanner before. Oh, yeah. They're out of touch with how Americans are. They're out of touch with people's struggles. They're out of touch. They're out of touch. And you would think the people that go out and rebel rouse with that kind of propaganda would be able to reason in their mind, all right, right now, even if I've got these things, I probably don't want to flaunt it. That's just not wise. Uh, you know you know what they would call it, Bubba? <clears throat> insensitive. Oh, yeah. They, they would say, boy, you talk about insensitive. You're sitting there showing us all your ice cream and saying you don't know what you'd have done without ice cream. And then they're showing people saying, I'm rationing my food so we can make it. And uh, and you're saying, this is my favorite, and we got some chocolates, and this is so much fun. And, ah, 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 and that little crazy laugh she gets. You know, it's just um, no matter what the politics are, fair or unfair, it's just not wise. It's, that's not a wise thing to do. And, of course, also, with, you, um, you've given your, your political opponent a perfect video to edit with people struggling, mm-hmm. just like y'all would have done. Also, the fridge, the refrigerator that she's standing in front of costs over $24,000. Yeah, which is fine if she can afford it, but but here's the difference. They don't give people that same benefit of the doubt. No, if they no. could have got a picture of one of Trump's homes uh, and him in there with a freezer full a $24,000 refrigerator, which, again, we're free market people. If you can afford a $24,000 refrigerator, Good for you. then get Good. one. I don't care. I mean, it doesn't matter, but here's what you can't do is demonize people, uh, and then you turn around and live the same way as the people you're demonizing, but for you, it's a different standard. Now, that that you can't do. 
And and you know this video that Trump's put out, and this is why they can't stand Trump. They can't think they they can't believe they didn't think of it first. You know that they're the ones. If they could have got Trump blocking some kind of aid to to people in what they deem in need, and they right. could have caught him on a golf course, they've done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, see him going up, you know, into all the gold plated stuff in one of his apartments or, or condos or or you know uh, penthouses. They would show him living it up while people can't get this thing they're trying to push through Congress. They would have done it at the drop of a hat. Now watch them be mad that he did it to them. Let me ask you about the uh, about the fridge. What is that? A commercial freezer? Is that what that is? I guess I don't know. It's a it's a big. Yeah, one. I'll go upstairs and look at ours and let you know. <laughs> 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 yeah, and they're saying that the top ice cream she has oh, is some. Yeah. And again, Jenny, is it Jenny with an eye? Yeah. Is that what I said? Yeah, see, I'm not designer I'm, ice cream. It's designer yep. ice cream. See, now, I, what does that mean, designer? What yeah, does that mean? It's expensive. Again, who cares? Yes. Who cares? But you just don't do you don't live one way and expect other people to That's live another. Yeah. What you should do is try to make sure that the Americans have the best shot to one day pick the refrigerator they want and stock it with whatever they want. Yeah. And, and go anywhere they want to. What you don't do is claim that you care about people. And the other party doesn't, and you're blocking help for them for political reasons, and then you go on and talk about all the ice cream you've got. If if anybody in the other party would have done the same thing on some pet project you were trying to push through, claiming that you were trying to look after for those that are struggling, and there's the mean Republican standing in the way, and I hate to tell you, the president did it to you first. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-two minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Eight six six. We be bigs our number. You can reach us. We will go phone calls now too. We're going to start with Dale out of the great state of Alabama. Lines are available, and we've got our, our intern Stretch Armstrong earning his degree in common sense from Rick and Bubba University, taking your calls right now. So Dale, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you today? Doing great, gentlemen. How are you guys? Fantastic. Hey, uh, I told. Uh, the intern i don't listen to the show live normally i back it up on youtube and watch it from the beginning but uh i want to say green acres remote and uh, monkey grass uh, uh, go ahead buddy what's on your mind Passion international uh you do a great commercial with that and i know you guys collaborated on you know the commercial itself but i think they left out something that's really key to it and that's the app that you can get on your phone that goes with it okay uh, and, and I know everybody talks about, well, you talk about the uh, hassle-free Rick. And, of course, the Rick and Bubba Army, are, we're all about that. I'm oh, sure. yes, yes. So, just a couple of real quick points. Uh, first off, $38 during normal times. Now, not, not today, but normal times. We wouldn't think twice about spending that at lunch or something else and probably wouldn't even budget for it. So yeah, yeah. probably you could do $38 a month. It would not be a huge deal. Uh, and mentioning the app too. Yeah, I didn't know about. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know about the app. All my stuff I'm doing by mail right now with the the kid that we sponsor. So, what does the app do? Just easier to do your donations. I mean, I've got mine set up on a, on a monthly draw. But is it a is is what what is what does the app make simpler? Okay, make simpler like writing to your child. Okay, that would be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And see, we sponsor multiple. We have three children that we sponsor my wife has a huge heart and uh 
you write to the child, and you know the hassle-free people. Well, I, now I got to write a letter to these to these kids. No, you're right. They're children. You don't have to do deep topics and stuff. Hey, I'm praying for you. I yeah. love you. We're praying for your family. And then once you do that, if you had multiple children, uh, you can take that letter and kind of duplicate it and pass it on to the next kid and maybe revise it due to their age or their area or whatever. It just makes it easier. Yeah, okay, so you're saying communication with the child is, is much easier through the app. I'm going to look into that because you're right. I'll tell you about a story that we ran into at our house coming up that we never even thought about, about writing letters. Remind me of that. I'll tell you about it in the next segment. Hey, thanks for letting us know about that. I, I really didn't know about the app, and I'll I'll let our sales team know that they need to include that in the in the next commercials that we do to talk about it because um, that, that may be one of the things that really fires people up because, let's face it, one of the things we start all loving once they came up with a keyboard that you could use smoothly on textings, it's just much easier for you to text somebody than it even was to place a phone call or certainly uh, email is much easier than writing a letter. Uh, but remind me, I've got a funny about letters coming up. Uh, let's go to Ed Indicator. Ed, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Going up. Uh, morning, fellas. Hey, buddy. Um, I was uh, just calling. Uh, I just read a article that my sister had uh, sent, uh, or she had posted to me, misdated the uh, the nineteenth. So you may have already seen it, but uh, it's written by a, a group of medical professionals in uh, West Alabama, and the title of the uh, story is a. Uh, coronavirustruths.com, and it's found on the godaddysites.com, then uh, that, that is a very, very good read. If you guys uh, haven't read it already or would like to take a look at it. Okay, yeah, I, I haven't read that. And you, and this, this is a medical group of, of doctors and medical it's personnel? Like, yeah, medical pr- professionals, right. Okay. All right, well, thanks. Uh, no, I, I wasn't aware. I mean, a lot of things I'm not aware of today. Yeah, I, thank, I mean. Thank you for the, the audience. Uh, uh, updating us and, and pointing us to stuff. Darren, go ahead. Welcome to Rick and Bubba. Hey, Rick. How are you? I'm good. I would just like to know why in the state of Alabama are we not keeping up with the current hospitalizations? Uh, instead, what's posted is total number of hospitalizations, like over the entire pandemic. I think when people look at that number, it panics them unnecessarily because they're I can't, I can't, can't I'm sorry. The the cell was really bad, sir. I'm so sorry. Uh, something about the hospitalization numbers. I I think I I couldn't follow. Yeah. Did did anybody hear what he said? Yeah. He, yes. He's wanting to know about the hospitalizations, uh, the numbers and counting the beds and why can't we get accurate numbers on beds that are currently available? He says that'd be simple to do. Okay, so he's just saying, you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, when we look at some of the things, and we didn't know, and and I'm perfectly fine as long as we're still allowed to discuss it, uh, is that the things that even New York thought they were going to need, they thankfully ended up not needing to the level that we thought. Not near what they were asking for. Yeah, don't forget at one time, and I know we forget these numbers early on, there was a a 900,000 ventilator number thrown out there. I mean, 900,000? Uh, and, uh, you know, New York ended up using about 5,000, uh, even when they requested, finally got it down to 30,000. If you remember, nobody's talking about this. President Trump said, I, I think 30,000 is a big number. And they kept on berating him about it. So he gave in and, and thankfully they didn't need 30,000 and, and the, the ship that we pulled up 
they haven't really needed it either. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so so, but that's okay. I don't know why we're so. You know, we can't get this into teams where we're saying, well, there's certain things you're not allowed to say. Uh, yeah. But that's good. Right. News. How about that's good news? Because I yeah. understand the overcompensation on the other side. Well, if you do all this, people are going to think that every, next time that we tell them that something's bad, they're not going to believe it. Well, that's just life. I mean, people are going to look back and say, you know, the, the data uh, showed us the truth, like it always does, uh, not models, not guesses, not assumptions, not forecast. And um, I, I will tell you one thing, too. The I've heard them, and I I, I I can't believe Span hasn't come out with this yet. They're starting to use the forecast of, of weather people based on the forecast of how the models have done over time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not really fair. If you look at the the just the, the weather, the, the weather people they miss, but they really don't miss at the at the high rate of these models missing. They really don't. That's not a fair comparison. We'll be back. More Rick and Bubba coming up. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. We are back. Eight six six. We be big is the number. All right. So um, Mother's Day's out there. No matter what our situation, if you think Mom's going to say, "Well, you know, we were in, you know, kind of some adversarial times then. I, I know you forgot me, but don't worry about it. I mean, you still got to find a way uh, to honor all the moms on your your list. And one eight hundred flowers dot com can handle this, even in the times we're living in. If you want to get with them and say, I would like to deliver these flowers to my mom or, you know, a mom on on your list, and I would like for it to be contactless, no contact. Uh, well, I had lunch delivered to me yesterday, getting ready for the Bible study, and I clicked the no contact. They, let, they set it outside the door. They left. I went out and got it when I knew it was there. They can do that with the flowers as well if that's what you prefer. Uh, so that option is available for you. So go to uh, 1-800-Flowers.com. You can order three dozen sorbet roses right now for only $39.99. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. Just click the radio icon there. Enter the code Bubba, 1-800-Flowers.com, uh, and uh, and you'll see that there. Click, click, Bubba. Now I've got $39.99, and I've just gotten three dozen sorbet roses. And those are those, pa- those pastel colors. So during this time when you kind of want somebody to maybe raise their spirits a little bit, uh, look, they bring a little happy in. Just, just a little happy. Here it comes in. So go now to 1-800-Flowers.com. This offer is going to end tomorrow, so don't don't put this off. It's going to end tomorrow. you also find a link there at rickandbubba.com under the Sponsors button. Now, Bubba, we don't know, you know uh, some of these things that we see, but undoubtedly we're now getting something today, and, of course, this will be certainly used in our November election coming up if Joe Biden can make it to November. Uh, I mean, when you, when you look around, it, there could, we could, I really think there's a possibility that we could literally see the democratic party say, okay, we've tried so hard to ignore that, uh, Joe Biden in his age and in his health apparently is losing his faculties. Okay. As, as, as we are, I mean, I, and, and as we're getting older and, you know, as Speak our, for yourself, Rick. right. As people do sometimes, you know, some people do better, uh, in their older years than others when it comes to their faculties and their mental health and, and all this. And it's obvious that Joe Biden is struggling. But let's say we make it to November and he still is the nominee, okay? Uh, so whoever's vice president is is going to be a big one. Uh, we're now finding out uh, that, you know, how we, we start looking at the investigations we were doing and, and uh, we, secretive documents, and then they're, then, then they're made uh, available. 
So in 2012, it was first reported by the Washington Post uh, that Osama bin Laden had laid out a plan uh, that he would, uh, they would try to take out President Obama. And the word that is leaking out now that they had was that they wanted to take out Obama so that America would then be run by the totally unprepared Joe Biden. Yeah, I saw that story. I, I, I don't know how much weight I put in that. Honestly, I, I think they're just uh they just want to kill and and dismember and spread hate and discontent. I d I don't know that they would think that far ahead and have that clear a plan. Yeah, you know? right. It, it, the, it says here it says the secret documents um uh outline a plan to take out Obama and, and top US military commander David Petraeus as they traveled by plane. And, uh, and then the quote is supposed to be uh, from, uh, from a top deputy with Osama bin Laden, and they have it in quotes as if they have found it. The reason for concentrating on them is that Obama is the head of the infidels and killing him automatically will make, pres- make Biden, they didn't put vice president, just the last name Biden, take over his presidency. And then the, uh, the bin Laden top deputy said Biden is totally unprepared for that post, which will lead the U.S. into crisis. And as for Petraeus, he is the man of the hour, and killing him would alter the war paths in Afghanistan. So, um, well, they didn't. They didn't have to worry about Petraeus. He uh, he got the skirt chase and took care of himself on he did. that. He did. And uh, as far as being some great military strategist, I don't know that Obama was. I mean, what was his training? What's his military history? Yeah, and that- I mean, he he used to protest them. I mean that. Uh, well, that, I don't know why he was so qualified. Yeah, I don't either. They said because he took over to be president. I mean, that's a fair question. No, well, they're saying that of all the things he might have shown, the fact that he would try to lead this this nation of infidels makes him now a target of death, and will yeah. and that and that'll give us the unprepared Joe Biden, and he'll never pull off this continued war in Afghanistan. You know, I I don't know uh, a lot of our presidents. I mean, very few have had uh, lately have had military service. I think. Uh, Daddy Bush may have been the last one, or George uh, in uh, the National Guard. You know, we we had all that scandal at one time. But, uh, you know, uh, Trump doesn't necessarily have great military uh, uh, history, but we, we do know he's a good leader because he won't take crap off anybody. So, you know, that part we like about him being in charge of the military, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know what we'll see, but I will say this. Listen, you don't, I, you don't like you said, you don't even need that story. I honestly, I just want to ask that, and this is just a politics aside. Is there anybody, and the and we got lines available eight six six we be big. Is there anybody that thinks that Joe Biden in his current state can lead this country? I mean, straight up, does anybody believe that? Is there anybody that says I'm really not concerned about that at all? I, I th- well, there, there's a story out today. Joe Biden is being pushed to pick his VP early. You know, usually they do that right at the convention, right? Uh, since he's already got it sewed up. Uh, a lot of times they would wait to the end, but most of them will do it the week of the convention, maybe early, maybe midweek. So they get a little more uh, news coverage on it, but he's being pushed to do that now. And I, I strongly uh, suspect that that's coming out of the fact that they don't think he's going to, to make it or be able to, to do this, or at least to, try to sure up the ticket to say, look, we got a good VP here. Don't worry about him. He may not have it together, but Hey, look at over right here, you know? 
Yeah, and then for some reason on this Obama, uh, uh, Osama bin Laden, uh, are we at an anniversary or something? Maybe I'm ignorant. Do we, is this when we killed him or something? Why all these Osama bin Laden stories are popping uh, up? I don't know. Because I don't know. because I don't remember the exact date. But anyway, um, this another documentary is coming out, and this is a theme we've heard for years that, that says Bill Clinton kept the CIA from killing bin Laden. Now, we've heard this before, but you told me in the break you think this is even another story of the one we already knew. Rick, I'm not sure. We'd always heard that they had Obama and they had him targeted, but they couldn't find Clinton to get the go-ahead. He was uh, unavailable, if you will, at the time. Mm. And, you know, what he was doing and all that's been speculated and fodder and all that. I really don't remember. Sure. But I, I felt like I saw that headline. I read a little bit of the story. I felt like they were talking about another time that it wasn't that time. I think he was, uh, Gosh, what was it? They said he was with a, a, a Sudan diplomat or something. They didn't want to bother him, or I don't remember what the story was. But I felt like this was another time, but I may be totally wrong. Okay, I'm getting the, the date. We are getting close to it. May 2nd, 2011 is when we officially took out Osama bin Laden. This new documentary reveals that the U.S. had an opportunity to kill Osama bin Laden in the 90s, which we knew, because the CIA had tracked his location with help of Afghan tribal informants but we were unable to do so because of an order signed by then President Clinton. That order allowed the CIA to engage in lethal activity against al-Qaeda, I mean, against the leader, but the purpose of the strike could not be to kill him. He said, so we kind of got our, uh, uh, the the quote is, then he put our arm behind our back, and we were, he said right here, we kept saying, wait a minute, we can remove this threat to the United States, and now you want us to not kill him? Just what are we trying to scare him? And and he said, then the tribal contacts are coming to us. They've put their life on the line, and they don't want him to survive. And they're saying, look, he's in the location right now. When he leaves, he's going to have to go through this particular crossroads. And and so what we have proposed was to bury a huge uh, cache of explosives underneath those crossroads so that when his convoy came through there, we'd simply just blow it up. And uh, and he And he said we were told that we absolutely could not do that. Uh, and uh, he said, so really, he was able to go free. And look at that last paragraph there. He really breaks down history for us on if they would have been allowed to do that. Yeah, he said the threat was real. This is a CIA counterterrorism officer at the time, Marty Martin. He said, if President Clinton had taken action and killed Osama bin Laden right there, uh, there would never been a 9-11. And if there hadn't been a 9-11, then we wouldn't have been in Afghanistan. If then We would not have been in Afghanistan. Then we wouldn't have been in Iraq. How many lives would we have saved and what would the world be like well you know the one i like to go back to rick was north korea no here we go yeah. <laughs> oh boy yeah here we go yeah now you're, you're right he's sitting up look at him yeah when we there. had the good general camp 20 miles inside q uh inside china there was no north korea right yeah you're right we, we told him to come on out but the uh but the, yeah you there's a lot of these historic moments so i guess that's why we're starting to see these osama bin laden stories we're getting close uh to the the anniversary um but um, yeah, the, um, the the vice president choice of Joe Biden, and and there's one strategy I think the Democrats could talk her into it that they would win, but I hope they can't talk her into it. Uh, How about Michelle? Michelle Obama. She runs as vice president. Trump's got problems in November. Because there'll be a lot you can work with there. Fifteen minutes to the top of the hour. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba.
they're still here because, let's face it, they have nowhere to go. Here we go, baby. Come on. Nine minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. We're back. Yeah, I was going to tell you all the story, and I forgot in the last segment, uh, uh, as I also uh, try to get my faculties to, to fire on every cylinder. Uh, so we're, we you, th- you take things for granted because of all the different times that we're living in. So uh, my youngest son, who is here with us still on Earth, young Broderick, uh, he, is, uh, he has a friend that just went into the military. And so I, I was talking to the friend before he left, and, he was telling me all the things about, um, you know, hey, undoubtedly there's not a lot to worry about social distancing up here. Uh, they've got, <laughs> they've got, they've got basic training. They said we're going to do it the way we always do it. And so one of the things, you know, they go into isolation for a while and you can't have any contact with them. So I get this, I get this request at the house the other day, guys. It's so funny. So I, I, I go in there and I see young Broderick and he's just kind of keeping around and kind of walking around, kind of lost in the kitchen. He's like, Dad, I, I need to ask you about something. I'm kind of embarrassed about it. I thought, oh goodness, how, what is this going to be? And he goes, um, "Can you show me how to send a letter?" And 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 I said, "What did you say?" He goes, "The only way that this friend of his can receive contact or correspondence in in the basic training is to write a letter, and his mom is wanting all of his friends to write him a letter, and I don't know how to do that." And I said, that's funny. I said, that is so funny. I said, now bring that up again. He goes, no, I know I can take a piece of paper and write on it, but I don't know how to get it to him. And I said, no, no, no. I mean, it was such a great moment. I said, no, no, wait, just a second. Whoa. I said, you, you should have pulled your camera out and started recording right there. I said, yeah, yeah. I said, you don't know how to mail a letter. He goes, I have no idea. And I said, they didn't teach you in school to get an envelope. He didn't know where to put the address. He didn't, he didn't know where to get a stamp. And and I said, okay, so you don't even that know you don't even know where to put his address. He said, no, sir, I don't. I said, well, do you know what an envelope is? He goes, well, I see you bring envelopes in, you know, from the mailbox, but I've never I've never yeah. mailed a letter. I said, so well, has, he, has he ever looked at the mail to see how they address that? No, uh-uh. he said, usually, you know, if something's in there for me, y'all, un, un, you know, we open it up and lay it out there. And I said, so right now, if I put an envelope on the table, you don't know what to do. He said, I do not. And I had to show him how to mail a letter. That is so <laughs> What a moment. Yeah, I, I, could, I mean, that was kind of – First tying your shoe, now mailing a letter. Well, I mean, you think about it, it kind of goes back to the great debate over why, you know, when you know a generation of kids are saying why we still learn how to write in cursive. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, of course, I said well, – Well, as long as you got to sign a check, you got to. Right, yeah. Well, you know, it's, and then, they, of course, they go to direct deposit, and, you know, if you'll just use the DocuSign – you know, yeah. but, it, but you know, sometimes if you'll just put your name in there, it'll, it'll accept that. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, but I, you know, you don't think about those things. There was no need no. for him to be, I mean, wouldn't you think you would still teach him how to fill out? You remember, mm-hmm. I remember being in class and you look in your, in your textbook and it showed you how, where to write things on a letter, where yeah. to put a return address. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Am I crazy? Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're, no right. you're right, and I, and I don't think they need to take a week on it, but no. surely they just touch on it in passing. At least this is the way we used to do it. Right? My, son, yeah. my son is, will be 19 in May, <laughs> and for 19 years, he's just now encountered a situation he needs to write a letter. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so anyway. That is so weird. <laughs> and you're talking about signatures, and I guess it was JC who's 18. Uh, he'll be 19 in October. Mm-hmm. He did. Uh, he's like, you know, he had to sign something. It was last year. Yeah. He goes, you know, I've really never signed my signature or anything. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he goes, cool. yeah, I kind of need to get over here and practice on a piece of paper. So mm-hmm. we had signature practicing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah. You, you forget because of technology, technology and, yeah. and stuff like that. They don't do Why, so you got to write somebody a letter. <laughs> right. How about this, Bubba? And you know me, and, of course, Sherry finally said, can we get on with it? I, I had to do the give it a shot. I want to see where you try to put something. Right. Let, Just let, give it a shot. Yeah, Let's get, look at get, it. get out the information you have on him, and I want to see if you can figure out where to put it. Right. Yeah, don't don't stick the stamp on, but just show right. us where you think it would go. When I threw a return address on him, he said, return address? <laughs> and I said, like, yeah, you got to put that up over here. And you know what I finally did? I gave up on that That's and funny. just found one of those stickers that has our return yeah. address on it and put it on Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rick. Way to help him out. They, uh, uh-oh. That's Are we good. still here? Yeah, you're still there with me. I oh. think the question is, are we still with you? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I got you fine. But we had. Yeah, a, it looks like you had a flash there. We've had some too. We're struggling. Yeah, we had a complete shut off and back I'm on. This is no way. This I knew this couldn't end. I well. think we lost Helms. We lost Helms. We literally had four minutes. He looks like he's locked up. I want you to look at Helms's uh, face right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. that is so funny. So are we on the air? Now that we don't know, we are. We are Adler. We're we're still live on YouTube. Okay. All right. Well, let's take this call then. But, Bubba, I, I was go, I was going to let uh, Helmsy have Greg's meter, but I'm going to let you have it. Uh, Rick in Huntsville, go ahead. Yes, sir. Rick Mikowski. Hey, buddy. Uh, you were talking earlier. You hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we're fine. Uh, you were talking earlier about the, in the 90s, Clinton's policy of not firing on Osama bin Laden. You take a look at the book called Hunting the Jackal by a guy named Billy Waugh who's a special operations legend, lives down in Lutz, Florida. Uh, Billy's got eight Purple Hearts from Nam, and uh, after he retired in 74, was with the CIA uh, hunting Osama bin Laden right after 9-11. And in the mid-90s, he had Osama bin Laden in his gun sights for a period of about three months every day in Khartoum, Sudan, but it was not the policy to fire. So he, you're saying multiple times he had him in the crosshairs? For a period of about three months, yes. Who who was preventing him from uh, taking that shot? Well, he was w- working with the CIA at the time, and the uh, the Clinton administration would not allow him to fire. So that kind of goes back to what we just talked about, that story where it said, look, our engagement was we could, like, what, harass him, I guess? But you couldn't kill him, right? Uh, whatever, but uh, he was not allowed to fire, although he had him in his sights every day. He was... Uh, his book called Hunting the Jackal, you can look at his website, billywaugh.net, W-A-U-G-H. Uh, and his book, Hunting the Jackal, details his time there in Khartoum, Sudan. I, I, I got it. Well, right, wait, wait a minute, because I know Speedy the phone. Wanted, Speedy asked, uh, what was the name of that The book? name of the book again What is, was the book's name? What? what was the name of the book? The name of the book is Hunting the Jackal. Oh, Hunting the hunting Jackal. Hunting the Jackal. Oh. Uh, there were two times that that didn't come out right, and I thought to myself, <laughs> You know what? Maybe that was the name of the project. You know, the CIA has some really wild projects, but hunting the jackal. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, yeah. We, we wasn't sure exactly the title on that, right? But, uh, yeah. Uh, but um, I mean, yeah, I guess you could go either way. But, well, but I'm sure the CIA pr- probably probably forbid that as well. Hey, right. uh, hey, but thank you, Rick. That's that's fascinating. Appreciate that very much. All right, take care. You too, man. So, but yeah, I guess if the if we were told you cannot engage him and you can't take him out, then. We just not, why are we why are we worrying with him then if you can't? Yeah, it seems like you took a guy really highly trained. You know, certainly uh, one of our many heroes, and he has all this training. We put him in the CIA after he served the country. You know, in Vietnam, and he's got all this ability, and he's found him. And we just say spend three months putting him in the crosshairs, but please don't shoot him. Well, and think about all the other uh, 
uh, intelligence assets that have to be used to find him oh, and yeah. track him, yeah. satellites and, and tapping of phones and, you know, all this. It seems like a lot of trouble just to, to watch it. Thanks for being with us. If uh, we're wrapping up our time together, most of you, we are. If you've missed any Rick and Bubba today, don't forget we uh, have all the hours uh, archived on our podcast channel, our YouTube channel. Those are options for you. The TuneIn app is uh, gets the show live, then you get best of moments after that. Uh, so thanks for being with us. And if you need all the information about the show, go to rickandbubba.com. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.